Good morning, everybody. Good to have you along with us. I hope your morning is going well. We are looking ahead two weeks from now when a bunch of Londoners are going to be getting into the ring to RBC Place uh, for a good cause. Fight to end homelessness is exactly what it sounds. A bunch of uh, Londoners uh, raising money uh, uh, for a good cause for uh, YOU, Youth Opportunities Unlimited. One of the people who is going to be climbing into the ring is uh, Jim Kelly over from uh, FMI6 on uh, Taz and Jim. Jim joins, joins us in studio right now. Jim, uh, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Devin. Thank you for having me. You have been, we talked a couple weeks ago, you have been you know, practicing, training for this for a while. You're now two weeks out. How are you feeling? I'm feeling Pretty good about it. Uh, it was a long process kind of learning how to box. Uh, I've picked up most sports in my life pretty quickly. Boxing was was difficult. There's a lot of physical stuff you're doing, like your hands and feet both coordinated at the same time. But then there's also a lot of like thinking you have to do. There's a lot of strategy and remembering, you know, move your head here and move your arms and your legs this way. So it's been a very fascinating process and uh, I, I am loving it. But it has been f- almost four months now, and it's been it's been a marathon for sure too. Excited for two weeks and one day, so it can be over with. Yeah, basically at this point, like I do want to win the fight, but I, I don't know if I'll even feel victorious or if I'll just feel <laughs> sweet relief that it's all behind me. You know. Well, from talking to you, uh, from talking uh, John Five Miller, regular uh, panelist we have in the morning, from talking to some other people who have been doing it, like it's a lot of work. Just to do kind of what you're saying, like remembering. What you're doing, even like keeping something similar, like keeping your hands up, right? When you're moving around, just keep your hands up to protect yourself. Yeah, and the trainers will let you know by hitting you in the face. Because, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it seems it's so easy to do, but, you know, you're both doing offense and defense at the same time. So you're throwing punches. you got to keep remembering to bring your hands back to your face. And it's one of the... One of the things that you do, like I, I always thought throwing a punch was like throwing a baseball. When you throw a baseball, you leave your arm out there. It's a big wind up and a big release. But in when you're punching, it's got to be quick release, quick wind up and everything. So you're kind of rewiring your brain on how to do everything. Now, if you go back to the beginning of all of this, what was sort of the reason? Why why, why are you doing this? I mean, it's, it's for a good cause. Obviously, you got you and Taz do a lot of good in the community, but why are you doing it's this? A, it's a good cause. It's a great cause. I mean, I, you know, I've lived in London for 15 years now, and every year that goes by, the homeless problem gets worse. And it's not a London-specific problem. It's a Canada-wide, worldwide problem. But, like, first and foremost, that is the reason why I, uh, I wanted to get involved. But secondly, I always wanted to to fight. Like I always wanted to <laughs> box and I've been a UFC fan since high school and I've been in like a street fight here and there when I was a kid, but nothing more than a couple punches and uh, I've always uh, had a lot of respect for people in the ring and then watching just random people from the community do it over the last couple of years. I was like, man, I really want to get in there, learn how to fight and see if I got it in me. If fight to end homelessness was like a UFC as opposed to boxing, would you be into that? Or like, do you like the boxing aspect of it? I, I do like the striking and the boxing uh, mostly. Uh, like I'm training at Adrenaline with uh, Sam Stout, Mark Hominick, and they want me to do jujitsu after. But something <laughs> about getting twisted up like a pretzel with some sweaty dude, and he's got like your head between his legs as he's giving you like a, a guillotine or something like that. Seems less thrilling to me <laughs> than just like throwing punches and kicks and stuff, but I, I may dabble in that in the future because it is kind of addicting. One of the cool things about our job is you do get to meet people like, you know, uh, Stout and Hominick. Mm-hmm. Uh, what sort of advice have they kind of given you uh, going into this? Just the the preparation for you're stepping into a ring 
with someone who wants to hit you. Yeah, they uh, they say they, they, they judge like how well you're going to do when they see you get hit in the face with a punch. And if your arms go out and you close your eyes, you're probably not going to do well. But if you kind of can shell up or th- even like step forward and throw a punch back, you probably have the instincts to be a fighter. Uh, aside from that, like, you know, you can learn these skills, like you can learn how to play an instrument and everything, everything else like that. But I think one of the most important things they said was it's all about cardio. And I knew boxing was exhausting, obviously. Uh, but the cardio aspect has been fascinating because they basically say if you whoever has the best cardio will win. So I was like lifting a lot of weights and stuff like that. And after I hit my weight where I was supposed to be, it's all cardio. Like I haven't been drunk in four months, Dev. <laughs> Can you, I've had a beer, but I haven't been drunk. My Irish ancestors don't know what to do. They're like, yeah, okay. On one hand he's fighting, but he also hasn't been drunk in four months. <laughs> that is, I mean, four months is, I mean, first off, credit to you. Cause that's, you know, that's a lot of the summer. That's yeah. you know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's a long time. Long weekends. Yeah. But I bet you're sleeping better. I mean, I remember when that's I went true. through my whole weight loss thing and I was, I stopped drinking. You sleep like a baby. I, yeah. Yeah. You sleep great. And your gut shrinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I should have known. <laughs> so, uh, you are two weeks out. Do you, you know who you're fighting? Have you been kind of scouting your competition? At, I have uh, been. It's funny because he was like, I met him when this training started, and we got along great. We, me and him and a couple other guys would consistently go out for a drink afterwards, and then next thing you know, three months in, now i got to fight this guy who's become my friend. <laughs> so they say you grow closer and stuff after the fight's over, but i got to be honest, the last couple of weeks I've been avoiding him in the gym. Like, I want to hate him so that, like, yeah. I don't. He's a great guy, but, like, I want to be competitive and like picture him as my opponent, not as my friend when I get into the ring. So I've been kind of like avoiding him a little bit and trying to get in the zone. I, I do wonder, you know, when you're in the ring, everyone's watching you. People have come to, to watch everyone, you know, fight, perform. You're, you, you perform on radio. You perform, you know, with an improv group. Do you think that kind of experience kind of helps you out? I mean, this is a different do. way of doing it, but you're used to people with their eyes on you. Yeah, I do think it, I do think it does help. Hopefully, um, I'm not intimidated for to be in front of a crowd, and that is one of the biggest fears of people is public speaking yeah. or standing up in front of a crowd. So that that does help. And how many times have we seen great athletes who are great in high school and college, but once they get to the show, it's a different type of pressure and stuff like that. So I'm hoping my opponent is terrible in front of crowds and his knees are knocking. That'd be amazing. But uh, I think once you step in the ring, I've heard everything else around you goes black and you, and you really can't even hear the crowd after a certain time and it, you just kind of hyper-focus on what's going on. I, I can imagine being in that situation, just being hyper-focused, even if it's your, your friend that you're getting in the ring, you just want to like, you want to beat him. You know, you yeah. Wanna, you want to punch him. Because like, here's the thing, it's been four months, it's been such a long period of time and if it ends in a loss, I'm going to be so <laughs> bummed. And then if it ends with a win, I will retire with an amateur boxing record of 1-0 and and I'll be very pleased. So when you walk to the ring, uh, you have a nickname and you have uh, music. What's what's your nickname? What's your music? Uh, my nickname is um, Jim the Irish Goodbye Kelly, which is a play on the phrase like when you leave a party without telling yep. anybody you're leaving, which is one of my go-to moves when I was still drinking. Um, and uh, my uh, the song I'm coming out to is kind of obscure. It's off the movie The Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. <laughs> the song's called uh, Boom Shock a Lock. <laughs> they're driving around in that uh, Mutt Cuts van. I had a boom shock. Wind do my doom. I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's a zany song. And I, I thought I, it, yeah. I could come out to like a pump up song, like I Have the Tiger, but I don't want my opponent to get pumped up either. So I'm hoping to confuse him with a funny song. 
that'll pump me up and disarm him mentally. I like it. Well, if people want to donate, because this is donating uh, for a good cause, where can they donate to support you? Fighttoend.ca. I'll be there. I'll be watching. We'll have a drink after. Oh, you're going to be my corner man. I'll you're going to hold the bucket I'll for me to puke in. For you. I don't know who you're fighting, but I hate his guts. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's uh, uh, Jim Kelly from uh, FM96, uh, Taz and Jim. We need to pause. When we come back, more of the morning show with Devin Peacock on 980 CFPL. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.